the training scale. It's a pretty important principle when it comes to riding and working with horses and important in all aspects of riding horses, particularly riding good transitions. Now you're probably thinking, Lorna, how could I possibly fit the training scale into a couple of seconds? That's what we're going to chat about today. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help keep you inspired, help keep you motivated, help you keep on I suppose, wanting to find out more about riding so as you can have overall better conversations with your horse. Because I tell you now, if you can improve the level and the quality of the conversation you're having with your horse, both in and out of the saddle, it is going to make sure that your riding and your interactions with your horse are fun and enjoyable. And that is the end goal. It's to make every ride great. And in my whole I don't know what what, I suppose how I feel great is is that you and your horse walk away feeling satisfied you feel that yes that was good I enjoyed my time there it may have been had a couple of sticky moments and we may have had to work through a few difficult things but you got there and you both walk away from it feeling great we do this by taking a different topic each and every week breaking it down into well smaller more easily digestible pieces that you can understand and then that you can go and use in the arena with your horse now i'm having a workshop happening this coming saturday 2nd of june 2018 would love for you to come over it's all about relaxation you can find out more over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash relax and on that all relaxation and relax let us dive into today with the very start of the training scale which of course is the foundation of relaxation so relaxation is something that a lot of riders tend to get a little bit confused about i personally think that maybe it's the name itself is a bit confusing because of how we see relaxation and what in our I suppose this day and age and in the in the world we live in today what relaxation really represents for us as people um it's very different to what relaxation is actually in the saddle when we're riding they're not the same thing at all at all and this is what tends to trip a lot of people up but relaxation is definitely the foundation of everything and I find that relaxation goes with rhythm they almost they're coupled together and you'll find that in some variations of the training scale um, they're kind of if you could say interchangeable almost and depending on where they are what they're doing okay so I find that they do very much go together and that is the setup for your transitions when you are riding you need to make sure that your horse first of all that whatever you're doing at that point is fairly good and of fairly high quality now how you could assess that is assessing the relaxation and the rhythm of what you're doing at that present moment now what you also want to think about as you go through the transition is that in order for the transition to happen things are going to have to change okay think about it there, there, something has to change something there, there has to be a catalyst that's going to make the transition happen and where this comes in is that Yes, the horse has to remain relaxed, but remember, relaxation basically just means that there's no excess tension. So the tension in itself has to change in order to make the transition happen, okay? And this is where a lot of riders get confused. They think that it has to be the same old, same old. It doesn't. And this is where your half halt comes into play throughout the transition, okay? You have to, your job as the rider is to smooth it all out. So when the person on the ground is watching you, 
it looks like there was relaxation all the way through, but you as the rider, you're meanwhile up there managing the tension to make sure that it does not become excessive throughout the actual transition, okay? And how you can kind of check yourself, how you can put the measures in place is by keeping an eye on the rhythm. Because generally, as soon as the relaxation goes for a bit of a ball, well, the rhythm will follow suit. So they are kind of the first, the, the basics, that is what it's all built on. From there, you could then look at your suppleness and your contact. So your suppleness, I think suppleness comes, it's twofold. Suppleness for the fact that you have to be supple in how you're approaching the transition mentally, that you are going to understand that there is a change. And of course, change is what a transition is okay that's basically what it means and um, and that you're going to be supple in how you approach it and I think the suppleness from your approach comes into the balance of your aids and how you're going to really ride this specific transition at this specific moment in time to make it the best it can be okay now suppleness from your horse's point of view is again managing that energy change because there has to be an energy change and the energy change comes through where the horse is actually changing what he's doing he was doing one thing now he's doing another now this could be that he is lengthening or shortening his strides it could be that he's actually moving between gates it could be that he's going from being straight to being slightly bent or he's asking for a little bit of flexion whatever the case is okay there's a change there and the suppleness is that your horse is easily able to allow that energy to flow through him while this change is happening okay that's how I see the suppleness through the transition the contact and connection is basically keeping the energy there okay so think about it when you have the contact and connection, it is the communication. And a lot of people think of contact as being only to do with the reins and the bit and the hands. No, it's not, okay? You are in contact with your horse in so many other ways in that saddle. Your legs, your seat, you can influence any of those by using your upper body. You could influence it by using your voice, your thoughts. All of those are contact points with your horse. So instead of thinking of contact and connection as being just to do with your hands and your arms, think of it as being a more holistic, how am I connecting with my horse at this point through this transition or even setting up the transition? How am I doing this? And how can I do this in a way that throughout the transition, as we move through this, as we enter it, as we ride the actual specific moment of the transition and then as we exit that transition and ride on to something else how am I connecting communicating with my horse what is the contact and the connection looking like okay all the way through is it consistent all the way through and remember it will be I suppose the consistency that is required all the way through it is not going to be the same. It has to change because, well, the transition is a change, okay? So you being able to, again, balance your aids out and balance the contact and the connection all the way through the change of the transition is what you are looking for and how you bring that into the transition itself, okay? Right, from here, we can start going up to the if you want the second tier, okay, they were, they, were the, they were the bottom steps. Now we're going into the top steps, okay? So the next one would be your impulsion, your impulsion and your straightness. So your impulsion just basically means that there is enough energy there, and I mean there, being created inside of this 
I don't know, this thing that is you and your horse, okay? There is enough energy within that in order to make the transition happen, okay? That is what the impulsion is. And it's to make sure that you're not forgetting that the transition has to go somewhere. You are transitioning into something else. A lot of writers forget about this. They seem to think of, they, they're so focused on the actual change, okay? On the actual transition itself. That I remember the transition is just like that. That's it. It's over, okay? But they're so focused on the transition itself that they forget to focus on what has to happen after the transition. And impulsion is there to make sure that you are having this continuation, if you want, all the way through and that whatever you are transitioning into, okay, has enough energy, enough available energy there in order to carry the two of you through into that, okay? That is your impulsion. You have to, as a writer, make sure that you're managing it, you're setting it up, you're bringing it there. And then as you're getting to that point, it is there that the impulsion, and, and remember, with energy, when we talk about energy, if there's too much, if there's too much in a little space, it becomes a little volatile, doesn't it? If there's not enough, it's not going to carry you through. So there's this very fine balance all the way. And how you can balance that is through the straightness, okay? So your straightness is really your channel. It is making through, making sure that that energy that's created within let's say your horse's hind quarters for example so the energy is there okay it's created now you are directing it you're channeling it where you want to go through the straightness you can prevent leakages through the straightness the other thing you can prevent is sometimes those explosions so um i said that ex explosions wow it's, it sounds very scary doesn't it um but yeah if there's too much energy bundled up in there and it's not allowed to flow through. Think of straightness. Your straightness is a channel, okay? If you are not allowing that energy to flow through, there is going to be, well, it's going to, it's going to get interesting, isn't it? Okay, so think of your straightness as not just channeling the energy, but consistently flowing the energy on to something else. So your, your, your straightness is making sure that that energy is getting through to where you want to go. And again, with the end point of being where you are transition or what you are transitioning into. Okay. You want that straightness to be there so as you can carry it all through. Now, the last one is collection. I don't really feel that collection in itself is really necessary, but where I would see the collection coming into this is being able to then control all of the above. So I don't like to use the collection because a lot of people think that they have to rein it in. <laughs> You don't, okay? But collection would be you then controlling all of the above. And where I would see that in the foundations would be maybe the half halt being used to just rebalance as you're working through that as well, okay? I often think collection also is... Collection is almost the gauge of the strength, the obedience, the... Just it all being put together, the balance, basically. That is what the collection is. It is all of those things, it's the outcome from it. And where we don't actually want true collection through every transition, okay? That, that's not what we're going for here. If you could think of your collection as just being balancing it all, it's the overriding kind of getting it all and making it all work together in order to produce the smooth transition, okay? 
That was big, eh? We could like do a week on each of those topics. We're not going to anytime soon, don't worry. But yeah, we could, couldn't we? But if you re-listen to this, think about it, go back over it. We covered an awful lot in that. But if you could try and approach each transition and try and think about having all those different elements and factors present, and regardless of obviously where you are in your riding, you you can think about this through any level. And that's, it's really important to understand that the training scale, one piece, can never really be truly correctly worked on on its own or in isolation. It, it there, there has to be a, a I suppose an holistic approach to each of those steps as you are working with them with your horse. Okay, but if you could think about trying to just work on them and then smoothing out those transitions, it would help a lot. Okay, on the whole smoothing out the transitions, as I mentioned, we are having a workshop this coming Saturday, the second of June, twenty eighteen. It's going to be live, it is virtual, so it's online. It means you can do it anywhere in the world. You don't have to, I'm currently in South Africa. You don't have to come to South Africa. Uh, you can do it from anywhere. Um, and what you can do is find out more about it over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash relax. The name of the workshop is relaxation in your riding, but what we really want to focus on is this smoothness and this being able to manage all the different energies as you are riding your horse in order to really truly develop true relaxation, which as I mentioned at the very beginning is the foundation for everything. And of course, what's interesting about relaxation is regardless of what level you get to and regardless of what discipline you're riding, relaxation is essential. It's just that it sometimes has to change what it looks like but it always has to be present. It's really, really important to understand that. And that's one of the things we're going to be chatting about on Saturday as well. I would absolutely love to have you there. Have a great week, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.